run. Have a little fight. Now we're back on track. And we're focused. And we're ready to talk about sports with the gang. Love All right, gentlemen. All right. Uh, first topic of the day. We're going right into NBA. Um, we're going to talk about the Celtics. Oh, what a shit show they've been having so far. Oh, my God. I cannot watch this team. I would rather go down and watch the sweaty uncles play at Hancock Park rather than watch this freaking basketball team disappoint me night in and night out. I agree with that. Um, you know, I I feel like they really had a solid start to their season. And then they lost Jason Tatum to COVID, which uh, really took a big impact on them, I feel. Also and um, Jalen Brown for a while there, yeah. too, man. Now they're out. Now they're out without um, Kemba. No, Kemba's still. Marcus Smart, yeah. he's out. He's he's a piece that they've been that they're gonna be miss for another couple of weeks. Yeah, that's not um, it's not good for the Celtics. I'll tell you no, that. they. I don't know. I don't know what it is with them this year. I mean, I could probably take a wild guess and say a global pandemic making half the players in the league have COVID, but. Last year, around this time, they were, what were they, like, 19 and 6 or something like that at the time? Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know they were, like, tied with the Lakers at one point for having the best record in the league with, like, double-digit wins and a single-digit loss, but I don't so remember. Two weeks ago, they were first in the conference. That's now they're, what, fifth? Know. No, now they're 500, man. They're looking horrible. A month ago... In December, you know, we only had five games. It was what it was. They played good basketball. Averaged about 113. Now they're averaging about 106. It's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. They're 13 and 13. They should not be a 500 team, man. The team along with Kemba, not Kemba. Actually, yeah, with Kemba. Tatum and Jalen Brown starting it all basically in the backcourt. I don't get how the team is not putting up at least 110, 115 a game. I don't get it. You know, since we have lost Marcus Smart, we've gone from about 11 steals per game to almost six and a half. That man generates some crazy defense, and I understand you're missing locker room presence, and you're missing a huge move on your defensive end, but this offense just won't make shots. They won't make NBA shots. They won't do it. I don't understand. Jason Tatum shot three for 19 yesterday. He looked like he didn't care. We lost to the Washington Wizards and the Detroit Pistons back-to-back. It's embarrassing. I've said it a few times to you guys. I'm going to stick to that saying. The Celtics have not had good shooting in the last eight years. The last time I can think of someone having a decent shooting season was when Kyrie decided to play out of his mind and bail on us. Yo, Kyrie was a disappointment. My, I, last time someone had a real good season, I believe it was Isaiah Thomas. Whew. I did love that boy for that one season, man. 30 points per game. Playing every peak caliber level at 5'6". Those are some dogs on that team. And they didn't even have good shooting. They had Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley. That team was not impressive. No, that team was old. 
was all Isaiah, man. But this team, they have a bunch of shooters. They have floor space, and they're just not hitting the shots, man. I don't get it. Jeff T got a hot start. No more. Him and, yeah, him and uh, Tristan Thompson, don't get me wrong. That was a really good pickup to bring off, off off the bench. With, I think, what, he's averaging, what was it, 8 points, 10 assists? I don't – or 10 rebounds? I don't remember off the top of my head. That's around there, man. Still, he's a pickup that I've liked that we've picked up since the offseason. Jeff Teague's definitely an interesting one because we did need a backup guard. But granted, though, we've drafted, at what, four, five guards in the last two years. And the two that really outcome the most is Peyton Pritchard and I want to say Carson Edwards, but he hasn't been performing that well. Roman Langford was a freaking boss. We don't play Tristan the guy who picks the lottery. Tristan Thompson's only averaging eight points per game this season. Also, I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily count Romeo Langford out. That's something I want to talk about real quick. I wouldn't count him out. He had a hurt thumb, whatever. His hand was on surgery. He was kind of, you know, off of it. But you know, he's in the G League. You gotta let him develop. I think we gotta give him a shot. I think he looked great in college, and he didn't really have an opportunity to blossom. You know, as I look at my fantasy team, um, Drummond actually played his last game with the Cavs. They're going to sit him for a trade. Do you think Boston would be a good place for Drummond? I would love to see Andre Drummond in a Boston Celtics uniform. But how do you make that trade work? How do you make the cap space work? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. He's getting paid, what, just over $30 million a year? I think the biggest contract we have is Tatum's at, like, what, 28 for the first year? Yeah, I mean, he's Jason Tatum is making it a bad man, but, I mean, with Kemba and Jalen Brown both making near-max contracts, there's just no other way to pull it off. Daniel Tice isn't making that much. He's only making $5 million a year. Only? I man, I would love to be making five million dollars a year. I, the only way I can see Boston end up with Drummond is if they do somewhere like maybe three, fourteen trade, like uh, what happened with the Hawks getting Capella. But I don't. Love her, yeah. I I just can't see um, Drummond being in a Celtics jersey. Someone I could see maybe who's also been up in the air about being traded is maybe Blake Griffin. What do you guys think about him coming to the Celtics? That's a big contract, man. That's a big contract. That's also a huge contract. You won't be able to trade for it, man. I don't know. It's it's just another big contract that we can't afford as Celtics. I don't know. It's just Drummond. I would love to see Drummond. I think Drummond would be more beneficial than Blake Griffin. But... There's, I feel like if we, in order to give up Drummond, we would have to give up too many assets that wouldn't be worth it in the future to try and make that cap space work. There'd just be too many pieces to the puzzle we'd have to figure out. I guess while we're on the top of these two, where do you think the best landing spots would be for both of them? Like, different teams, could they somehow be paired up, which is unlikely, but where do you guys think they'll go? I mean, I think I would love to see him in possibly a Portland 
Portland Trailblazers uniform. I might would love to see Drummond in a Portland Trailblazers uniform. Hmm. I, I think that makes that team very, very interesting. I can definitely see that, but I feel like the Hornets are um, offering a lot for him out of the trade rumors, you know. Mm. It's I've seen multiple of them, and that looks like the best trade for the Cavs to take. That's, you know, that's, I could see him maybe come stay in the East and maybe join a younger team that's been put together and I think is performing well in the last couple of years, bringing, back, bringing in LaMelo. Uh, that seems to be interesting for a couple of years. But I don't see him going to Charlotte or maybe not even Portland. And Portland, I could see maybe, but that'd be interesting. The two teams I have on top of my head that I think he could go to is either Toronto or Dallas. I could see him fitting in well with their game plans. You know, I think looking at the Cavs' point of view, I think they need a wing player. I think they really need someone that can shoot on the arc and that can generate some good defense for them. And if they want, and if the Raptors, you know, I believe that if you think the Raptors are serious about winning, then maybe they go for the Drummond trade. Maybe they trade a younger piece. Like, do they trade Chris Boucher or OG Ananobi along with Aaron James? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's it's an interesting. One. Are they that serious about winning now that they want to give up some of their future? They were talking about trading Kyle Lowry because they are in kind of a win future mode. They want to set into a retooling stage. We'll call it. They're a retooling stage. We'll tell you that. If the Raptors do want to trade Kyle Lowry, they would be for probably starting Fred Fred VanVleet, who's been playing out of his mind the last few weeks. Start him at the one, and then maybe OG at the two. And then if they pick up somebody like, man, maybe even Robert Covington, have him play like a stretch three at six, seven. He could be like a player that could help out with that system. That or they bring in Drummond, who will be a beast in the paint, and have him and Pascal at the four and five. That would be a deadly front court. I do like that Raptors deal, you know. I. The only way they would have to, the Raptors would have to send out twenty-three million dollars, and the only way to do that, Norman Powell, Baron Baines, Baines, Boucher, Boucher, Dwight Powell. That that would be the three-man package. Maybe some pick compensation, but usually first round. Do you give that up for Drummond? Do you think that makes your team a contender? As a Raptors fan, absolutely. That bring that brings in the ba- their backcourt and wing. As long as they're healthy, is insane. Easily probably top ten in the league. Their frontcourt with I don't remember who their starter is right now. Them, him and Pascal. It would be Chris Boucher and Pascal Siakam as their frontcourt. If you if they kept like a player like Serge Ibaka started him with Pascal, that easily again top ten frontcourt. But well, I think Jabaka's in LA now with the Clips, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying if they kept good ball, he's playing good ball. Yeah. He's playing good. No, if they bring in somebody like Aaron Baines, having Aaron Baines and Pascal in the, in your front court, that's deadly. So if we're talking about all these people, what teams do you think are going to be in the playoffs this postseason? 
Like playoff contenders or like uh, championship contenders? Are we talking legitimate contenders here? I I think so. Hmm. You know? Do you think the Celtics can be a legitimate contender? I think if they get they pull their, their heads out of their ass. You think if they make a trade for a Blake Griffin or an Andre Drummond or even a Zach Collins, possibly? I don't think any of those trades would help I'm sorry, John Collins. I think a John Collins trade would help. Not a Drummond, though. Someone like John Collins? Do you think that makes them a contender? Do you think they're a contender now? Do you think they're a serious contender? I think they are. If they take the rest of the season really serious and they put in Taco Fall a lot more, I think it'll... Yeah, let's let's play as a 7'6 guy. Taco was bullying people the other night. I love to see that man on the floor. I wish I got to see more of that man on the floor. Exactly. I'm telling you, there's more energy when Taco Falls out on that floor. Stand in front of him that foul free. He'll literally block everything. I think if the Celtics want to be huge contenders, they could just stay off injuries. Marcus Mario, that's killing them right now. Everybody needs to stay away from COVID. That too. All right, but no. Stay in your rooms. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. If we're being realistic, though, if the Lakers lose AD for the rest of the season, I That's don't. I, gonna say. I don't see them making it far. I don't think LeBron can carry that team far enough. I don't think LeBron. I uh, no, I don't think. Well, LeBron actually, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. They brought in Dennis Schroeder, which was a hell of a big up. They brought in Montrez Harrell, so they've got assets in case if he goes out. Granted, though, what does Montrez bring in that AD doesn't? It, nothing really. AD's more, the more superior player over Montrez. AD brings a lot of stretching. Yeah, Montrez just brings a bunch of paint work. Granted, though, he's he's on the shorter side. He's, what, 6'10", 6'9"? Yeah. He's not that AD tall. draws double teams, man. That's so underrated. Mm. The ability to draw double teams is an underrated aspect. But I I don't think LeBron makes it to the finals by himself. I, I couldn't. I can't say it. Uh, what about the Clippers? Okay. How do you think? I guess we'll go to the LA team. How do you think they're going to do this year? think they'll be serious it's contenders? So hot. It's I so think, hot. I think the Nets are going to take it all the way. You know, I'm, I'm a Celtics fan. I don't yeah, know much about basketball. But, you know, they're making a lot of good trades. I don't know where the hell they're pulling all this money out of. Clearly, their ass. But I think <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets are going to do it this year. You know, the Celtics haven't won it. Hey, speaking of which, they, they went on a 20-0 and 0 run. 20-0 run earlier. I um I I think the Brooklyn Nets are insane, man. You can't play defense against that team. It's impossible. If they can just figure out some ways to play defense, maybe they gotta run zone. Maybe they gotta get a little a little Miami Heat action in there. Yeah. If they're staying away maybe from COVID Steve injuries, Nash I think gotta go back to his Utah. Up. Maybe Steve Nash gotta go back to his Utah grit and grind days. I I I can't see Utah staying where they are this long because. I think they're Utah playing. is hot, man. Utah's looking like the best team in the league. Donovan Mitchell is looking like an absolute animal. Animal, I tell you. I, maybe, Donovan Mitchell is playing great. So is Rudy. But I I don't know. I can just see him falling off and be, becoming like maybe a 3-4 seed team. I, I just can't hey, see him running the league. Hey, they East. beat Philly tonight, man. They beat Philly tonight. Donovan, 24 points. Shooting good, man. Hmm. They beat Philly. They cooked them up. Even when Ben Simmons has been dominating tonight. Mm. Ben Simmons was hot tonight, man. 
you know, and as we're talking about contenders, I think we should start leaning towards the NFL and Super Bowl contenders. You know, we're coming off a year where Tom Brady shows the league that he can the do goal, it with any team. The, the greatest of all time, Mr. Goal. Tom fucking Brady. That man said, what other records can I break? Oh, no team has ever played home at the Super Bowl. Where's next year's Super Bowl? Tampa Bay, Florida. I'm going to go to Tampa Bay, Florida. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to win in front of the home crowd team. And I'm going to be the greatest of all time. Ba-ha-ha-ha-ha. You know, do we think that uh, Mr. Brady can take it again this year? Or who do you think he's going to fall to? Does he take it again next year? I don't know about that. If, I would say if they bring JJ Chris Wall, Godwin maybe. back and a couple of other guys that they've had, I got I just can see him keeping Leonard Fournette. I Antonio Brown, I think they're gonna let walk, but if that team stays solid, I think they got a good chance of running it back. They would be need what to keep CG, what? man. Like three catches in the Super Bowl, not even. No, he had like Maybe. five, six catches. He had a he touchdown too. Man, he had a tutty, bro. Yeah, okay. he had a tutty. Gronk had two, and I think Leonard Fournette had the other one. Something like that. Yeah, Leonard Fournette stomped it, man. Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette stomped it. Leonard... Maybe he had five receptions. Patrick only for Paul. 22 yards, though. But he had a tutty, man. He had a tutty. Am I the only That's one who thinks Leonard Fournette's probably the most underrated and slept on running back in the league ever, ever since he kind of fell off a cliff in Jacksonville? Well, Leonard Fournette is – I thought he, he – when he came into the league, he was looking like one of the best red zone threats in the league. He was looking like he was going to be unstoppable in that goal line. He was just going to run you over. He was looking like Marshawn Lynch with a little less explosiveness. You know, he's not exactly beast mode. But, you know, he never met those standards. He got injured a lot. They had TJ Yeldon in the back where they were utilizing. Blake Bortles couldn't throw <laughs> a fucking Frisbee 10 yards. That dude couldn't he just. That dude couldn't kick a ball farther than he threw but you know what? He came out this year and he proved that he still got some game in him. I like Leonard Fournette. He's young too, so he could I like make Mr. Cross-eyed, bald boy, big head. We guys think about okay. maybe like teams like Green Bay or the Saints. How do you think they're going to contend well, this year? You want to uh, hear Super Bowl odds right now, man? Yeah, I mean, the Saints just lost uh, Mr. Breeze over there. Supposedly, I'm not. They haven't. He well, hasn't officially I said that he's going to retire. Supposedly, he's going to retire, but I think he's going to retire. I think he's. Gonna you think Be Easy Breeze is going to retire? I think he's going to go one more year. I think he's going to retire, man. Do you think, think Tom Brady's going to retire after next year? I think Tom Brady next year? his bitch oh, yeah. ass into retirement. If he wins another he ring, he's done. If he doesn't, if he makes he it to the Super Bowl, Bowl, contract's over. He's calling. Yeah, no, he's he's gone after next year. No doubt. Okay, here's the thing. Kansas City Chiefs, plus 550 to win Super Bowl. Green Bay Packers, the Chiefs, plus 900. Aaron Rodgers, revenge. Buffalo Bills, plus 1,000. Tampa Bay, plus 1,000. Ravens, plus 1,200. Here's something I want to talk about. The Los Angeles Rams are next at plus 1,300. Do you think Matthew Stafford makes them legit? What do you guys think about that trade? I Matthew think the Rams Stafford lost to that trade. <laughs> I, I I couldn't agree more. I don't know. I think Jared Goff sucks. I think Jared Goff sucks. Granted, though, Jared Goff, I think, I think Matthew is Stafford awesome. is ready to thrive under Sean McVay's play calling. He has had some bum offensive play calling coaches. Matt Patricia was a bum as a head coach. 
I think that Matthew Stafford's ready to thrive, but I don't think it makes them a Super Bowl contender. I don't think the Los Angeles Rams are that legit. I don't think the Rams are going to make it. But my opinion, I think they really lost in that trade because they're giving up seven a seven-year younger QB Yo, you're talking to a team that's going to suck for the next 20 years unless somehow they make pull something out of their ass for a QB who has experience that also has, I believe, a history record of injuries and as well as who can somewhat throw the ball. You know, Brady, you said that if J.J. Watt went to – Tampa Bay that they would be Super Bowl contenders. There was a rumor that J.J. Watt bought a house just outside Cleveland, which means he would be going to the Cleveland Browns. What do you guys think about that one? Miles Garrett and J.J. Watt. I think you shit your pants. Why? Because you'll have a helmet flying at your head or... (laughs) Man, those are two of some of the best pass rushes in the league, man. Those are two scary humans. Cleveland Browns, I think if they get J.J. Watt, they could be even more legit, man. They were shocking people this year. Baker Mayfield was playing great towards the end of the year. They had great chemistry. They get J.J. Watt in that locker room. Who knows, man? The pack, the dog pound. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he's going to go to the Browns. I think he's going to be in the same conference, but I think he's going to the Steelers. I think he's going to... Dude, you just bought a fucking house outside of Cleveland. Yeah, well, shut, you shut the fuck up. Let me explain my fucking reason. Thanks. <laughs> no, I I think he's going to join his brothers. I I can see him join his brothers, make that Steelers defense Cleveland elite. To Pittsburgh? I mean, Tom Brady had a house in New England and went to Tampa. Yeah, but now you—that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Right, you know, let's hear your reason then. Yo, he just bought I a house mean, in Cleveland. That's my fucking yo, reason. I mean, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh isn't that. Pittsburgh isn't that deep. I don't think Pittsburgh's that far off. They have an unbelievable defense. They're Super Bowl contenders, possibly. They really could be if they could get Juju back. They can really be good, and if Big Ben stays and he's ready to take shit seriously, man, who knows? And J.J. Watt joining his brothers, both of them, he loves, you know, he hypes up T.J. Watt. He was posting about how he should have been the defensive player of the year over Miles, I mean, sorry, over Aaron Donald. But, you know, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are too far off, and Cleveland's not that far away from Pittsburgh. Maybe they're just a little amazing local. Pittsburgh needs to bring in like a stud, another stud receiver or running back, in my opinion. Pittsburgh, James Conner is very lackluster. James Conner puts in work. He's just not, he's not like that running back you'll see run for maybe 200 yards a game, maybe catching a touchdown injuries, here and there. Injuries, man. Injuries. He got big back, though. I like that. Mm, true. He got big old back. I guess while we're on the topic of bringing in people. They are. Hmm. No, Pittsburgh Steelers are uh, plus 2,500. Cleveland Browns are plus 
2000. I, I see Cleveland making a better run than Pittsburgh all day. Yeah. I mean, if Juju don't go back, I think they're going to be struggling. He's going to go to, like, the Jets. Struggling. <laughs> Yo, J.J. Watt goes to the Jets. You think J.J. Watt follows Deshaun Watson if he gets traded? <sighs> I know they have a great – you know they have a great chemistry. They're all buddy-buddy. You think maybe they uh, take off and win a Super Bowl together? And it would be an interesting duo to team back up again with Houston. Big F U to Houston. What happens if both of them come to the Patriots? What do you think the Patriots are going to do for QB? Are they going to draft a stud or are they no, going to so trade for if, somebody? I, I still the think Patriots they're going to trade. 15th. I think we need to draft a QB, man. I think we have to get someone in our system. I think we have the greatest coach of all time, and we need some young mind to. Soak up all the information that he's ready to give. My thing, and I, I agree with maybe drafting somebody, but I'm just trying to think of quarterbacks that are still on the trade block, like Carson, personally Carson Wentz. I don't want him on New England, to be frankly honest. Hell no, I'd rather have, hell like, no, hell no. I'd rather have a they player like Deshaun Watson. He's young, has a crap ton of knowledge. Jimmy G. Yo, Deshaun Watson would be beautiful. We got Deshaun Watson, then we'd have to be going all in. If we got Deshaun Watson, we'd have to make an Allen Robinson, or we'd have to make a Juju signing. We'd have to hopefully draft Kyle Pitts. We'd have to be all in on that offense. Granted, though, there has been rumors that Jimmy G could reunite back in New England. No. I don't want Jimmy G back here, man. I think he's overrated. I don't want him back. I frankly don't either, but... I don't know. It's either I say Patriots make a good run for Deshaun, Wa- Deshaun Watson, maybe reunite with J.J. Watt, or they draft somebody like Justin Fields or Kyle Trask. Is he the QB from Florida? Yes, he yeah. is. Someone like that. But if they're all off the board, I say trade for quarterback and try to get Kyle Pitts. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean – First of all, they were also speculating Marcus Mariota earlier, which not for me. I forgot about Marcus Mariota. Um, I think we need to draft. I think we really need to draft. And you know what? It's going to be Trevor Lawrence one. We all know mm-hmm. that. And then who goes second to the Jets? Do you go Justin Fields or do you go Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson's up there too. I forgot about him. The only question you have about Justin Fields is his decision making. He is slow on making all his reads. He's slow through going through the motions. Do you think Zach Wilson's better? Smaller sample size for Justin Fields. Do you think Zach Wilson is better? Yeah, it's an interesting topic. It's more saying who's better when they play like a season in the NFL. See how they do. So you draft, you draft, say Jets take Justin Fields and land at number four. Do they, you know, you know the Dolphins aren't taking a QB at three. They got the third pick from Houston. You know they're taking Devontae Smith. Or they take, or they take Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle. Honestly, if, I say one team that could use a tight end is... The Falcons. I I think they take Kyle Pitts. You think they take Kyle? I think they take Kyle Pitts for the reason that he's after they lost Austin Hooper. 
Do you think they want to keep Matt Ryan in his bitch ass contract? Uh, I say run him out. Honestly, he's been probably one of the bigger assets on that team since they made the choke Super Bowl run. Matty Ice, baby, Matty Ice. But once they got Dan Quinn out there, they were winning some games, man. But you know, if they don't draft Zach Wilson. Does he fall to the Pats? And I, I think if Zach Wilson or Justin Fields falls to number 15, because no one really needs a QB. And you know what? Also, what if the Jets don't draft one of them? They have Sam Darnold. They've expressed, Robert Sala has expressed that he likes Sam Darnold, and he wants to work with him. I... If either one of those teams skips out, I think you fucking pull the trigger on Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I honestly think one of them is going to fall to the New England night. I just don't know which one. I, I can see one of them falling, though. No doubt about it. That would be unbelievable. But, I mean, at 15, if, you know, Jalen Watt, if there isn't a nice offensive threat like Jalen Watt. Yeah, that's actually an or, interesting question. Last you know, Jamar Chase, or, you know, if there isn't one of those top three QBs, do you, or if there isn't like a strong defensive start, like, uh, I mean, there's Caleb Farley who could still be down there, who would be interesting. There's Micah Parsons, who's a monster in the interior. But do you take a risk at one of those mid tier QBs? Like, Mac Jones has been looking unbelievable lately. He showed out at Senior Bowl, he won the fucking natty. Anyone that comes out of Alabama looks great out of college. We all know that. Nick Saban's a genius. But do you take one of those mid-tier QBs like Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, or maybe even Trey Lance, even though he had four games under him in Oregon this year? I mean, not Oregon, sorry. Um... But do you do you take one of those mid do you take one of those mid-tier QBs if it's lackluster? Or do you even draft one over Kyle Pitts? If there's if there's all the top QBs gone and then Kyle Pitts maybe falls somewhere, or even if Kyle Pitts is the, still there on the board, I'd rather take maybe like a, a player like Jalen Waddle over maybe one of the mid tier quarterbacks. If they fall, worst case, we can. I don't don't remember the Patriots' picks off the top of my head. I think they got a second round, right? A second and a third. So it's something around there. Yeah. I think maybe if they're still there around the second, third round, pick one up, two, one. Okay. All right, so we had some technical difficulties there, boys, but um, we're back now, and our first topic, we're hitting the NHL with Stanley Cup contenders. Hockey, we're talking about the crazy white boys. Yeah. Okay, Brady, thank you for that input. You know what talk about? NHL favorites, we've been talking about them. We've been thinking they're star-studded since the beginning of the season. Let's talk about the Colorado Avalanche. Absolute beasts in Colorado. Absolute monsters. Colorado's a good team. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to make a deep run, though. Their teams build off their first line, and then it's a drop-off. I don't think... Even though they could put up points, win games, like they just won earlier today, I think six five or something on ballpark. Oh uh, no, Philip Grabor is off to an outstanding start, and then they got that sophomore 
Pavel Franzkuz, who's on, you know, long-term IR from now on. Um, but, you know, I, I think that offense has yet to see its best days, man. I think it still has a little bit left in them. I think they're strong. Their team is bringing a goalie, I feel like, to be a lot more competitive. I don't know who their goalie is now, but I feel like if they bring in a competitive, a lot more, like a consistent one, I feel like they're going to be a straight team for years to come. Yeah, I know what you mean. Breaking news in the basketball, Nets signed Andre Roberson. I just saw that. Oh, that, that's some good defense, man. Breaking news, that's some freaking good defense. That's some good perimeter D on that bench squad, on yeah. that Nets squad. That's going to be, that's going to be a, some good defense he could, be, he could be playing small for it. It's not necessarily spacing, but you don't really need it when you have those three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, back to the NHL. See who's contenders. Um, do we think Tampa Bay is going to take it all the way again? I really I don't think, think so. Without... I don't know, man. Without uh, Kucherov, they're uh, they're struggling a little bit. I know. Victor Hedman and Cena Stanfield are playing like monsters. Um, and Vasilevsky is, you know, you do Vasilevsky things, man. They're playing great. They're playing great hockey, but that Kucherov might bring them down a level. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I don't. That Kucherov. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna make it a deep run. I, I just don't get. I don't see him running it back. With them missing Kucherov, Stamkos has been in and out for the last couple, couple games. I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna run it back. You know, what do you guys think about? With all these games that they're starting to postpone, I feel like COVID is running rampant in um, the NHL more than any other sports. I feel like there's a lot of games that get postponed. NHL is having a hard time. Do you think we're even going to be able to make it to the Stanley Cup with? I think they'll continue to get through this. I think they're postponing of games. They're taking necessary precautions. It's hard. It is one of the more contact sports, and it is indoors, unlike football. And, you know, the benches are crowded, and it's hard to social distance. You definitely can't wear a mask while you're playing hockey. It's, you know, it's hard. I think... But, you know, I think they're taking... I think they're taking pretty good precautions over there in the National Hockey League. I don't see in the next maybe month or so, maybe six weeks. I can see maybe the NHL pausing with now another three three teams postponed until Tuesday or Wednesday, and then having like which game was it? Is the Predators Sharks game be postponed today? And I, the Devils and the Bruins. That was postponed for basically at the start. No, I meant it was supposed to happen today. Yeah, the Buffalo Sabres have had a lot of postponements. The, you know, the, um, the, um, the Devils, of course, sorry, had a lot of postponements. The Dallas Stars had a lot of postponements. Panthers postponements. Some of these South teams, man, the Golden Knights had a lot of postponements. The Blues. They're, they were also looking good. They were playing, they've been playing good hockey. They have, they Do you guys think about a possible NHL bubble again? Oh, that, no doubt. 
I think for playoffs, you might have to have an NHL bubble, man, because you can't be postponing games like you are at this rate. You can't be doing it. I guess, well, on that, do you think with the playoffs, do you think they're going to do the same thing, have four locations, or do you think they're going to limit it to maybe like two or one or two? Or do you think they're going to do something like the NBA? I think they bring it down to one or two. I think what they do is I not think do what they the... God, go on. I don't I don't think they're going to do what they did last year, have multiple, like, what was it, 20 teams make it? I think they just limit it, limit it to the, what, 12 teams that do and play on two, two ranks. Yeah, they, do, they would do a regular playoff bracket, of course. I definitely think the two, I think you're right, OB. The two-ring system definitely worked. Excuse me. Bless you. Jeez <coughs> Louise. But um, I think the two... <laughs> the two ring system worked for them. And you know what? Why fix what's not broken? If that's what worked for you, go ahead and do it again. The players didn't seem to have too much of a complaint. And I think it's necessary for us to get through hockey. You know, this is not only just a sport. It's not only just entertainment. It's a business. It's money. It's generating revenue and entertainment. And it's generating betting. There's a lot of things relying on these people. It's their jobs. And you got to find a way to do it. It must go on. And some sacrifices might have to be made. I think an NHL bubble would definitely be more effective and um, more interesting for the fans because I feel like every time I watch the Bruins game, they're versing the same four teams because they're not leaving the divisions. And yeah, they play they play the same seven teams eight times each, man. And it's that's not it's, uh, that needs yeah, to it's stop. Not bringing, it's not bringing it's not bringing a competitive value. It's just more playing the same six seven teams you. That you'll basically know after a week instead of going traveling out playing yeah, someone like Vegas you know, or the Cavs or the goddamn Penguins. You're correct. We're starting to get into the flow of, hey, we know this is going to be a good game. Hey, we know this is not going to be a good game. We're kind of, and you know, and these teams playing each other so much and making these game plans and they're figuring each other out. And it's really coming down to non-competitive hockey because when it's really come down to is who has the better skill because they know how each other play. They're learning each other's games. And you can't really just change like that. You can't just switch up. You can't really just switch up your game plan in two days. Hockey's a hard sport, man. Really mental. I didn't get to do my prediction with the bubble. I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to have maybe the one, two ring system. I think maybe though, keep it in low COVID areas like places like Canada. Like they, to me, it sounds like they don't have as many COVID cases as they do, as they do in like a place maybe like Vegas where they had it last year, and I forget where the other American place was they had it last year. Or do they only have the one? I think it was just the one, right, in Vegas. What? The um bubble spots for the NHL. They had two. I forget where the second one was. Wasn't no, in Toronto? One in Toronto, yeah. Yeah. I think they just keep like this idea of maybe keep it in Canada, keep it low COVID areas, keep it maybe low key where the people players are staying, I guess. I don't know the best way to put it, but that's my opinion on it. What about you, Cap? What do you got? 
I already made my statement. I said I think that a bubble would be very beneficial. Oh, yeah, you did. My bad. Yeah, I definitely think they should do it, man. What about big trades so far that has happened in the NHL? Like one like that Patty Lane trade. Yeah. What do you guys think? Patrick Lane to the Columbus Blue Jackets. What do you think? Is that a win or a loss for the Blue Jackets? I think both teams walk out of there with good players, but I think Columbus Blue Jackets win that trade, man. I think Patrick Lane is an absolute stud. I think Dubois has, you know, Pierre Luc Dubois is a good player. He's room for improvement. But he's, he has a tendency to be a little inconsistent and a little lackluster. And I think Patrick Lane is, is Columbus's boom. Comes in there and he's immediately doing his thing. I honestly think Columbus is going to be the Columbus we know, where it's going to be high, probably a high seed team. And maybe get bounced in like the second round, but I feel like with the addition of Patty Lane, I feel like they're gonna be in another one of those teams that could possibly make like a deep run, like the Bruins, like the like you know, Toronto is Toronto. Like like the Capitals, like the Flyers, like there's gonna be a lot of good teams that probably do and don't make it into the playoffs this year. Like the East is just so competitive this year. Good teams coming out of the East, man. Some beasts of the Easts, let me tell you. <laughs> like if, if you have the if you keep the six teams, per, six teams per, or no, or is it eight? I don't. I forget the playoff format for hockey. Is it six or eight? It's eight teams, man. Okay, thank you. Like if you have, like you'll probably have like the top six be like in no order, like the Bruins, Lightning. Penguins, Capitals, Flyers, like those five, you'll know Zen. You know Columbus will make kinda, it. Kind of sucky, sucky lately. I'm not gonna lie, man. Who the Flyers? No, the Penguins. Well, the Penguins suck in general. <laughs> um, no, you'll have teams fighting like Columbus. They'll more likely make it in. You'll have teams like the Canadians who will put up a battle like they did last year, beating the Penguins in the first round. Um, what other teams are? Really well you know, I, competitive. I think Islanders. I think the Islanders. Islanders is are Islanders are a good team, and they're third in the division right now. Yeah, the Islanders are slept a little slept on. I feel like in my opinion, but um, Ottawa is another one of those teams. I believe the Hurricanes. I can't leave them out. They always make a good run at it. Yeah, the Panthers are a pretty good team, man. Yeah, the Panthers have um, picked it up ever since they have been dropped playing it pretty good. Blackhawks have been playing some pretty good hockey. Man. I, feel like, I feel like in reality, all the teams in in the East right now are competitive except for the Red Wings. But, no, I, it's going to be definitely – there's going to be teams that definitely don't make it that probably could deserve to be in there and vice versa. Yeah. And, you know, as Bruins fans, how do we feel the boys are doing? Pasta came back. I believe it was his second game and dropped three goals. Three goals, man. Came to come back the from the Flyers. Absolutely unbelievable. Let me tell you, man, I freaking love this kid. He has five goals in seven games. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
Half the game's played, he only has two goals less than Patrice. Comes back, makes an immediate, immediate. He has played only seven games. That is half the games, and he is sixth on the team in points, man. I yeah. love this guy. I'm really I want impressed. To buy with his cold playing. brew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, yeah. I, I'm impressed with how the Bruins are playing right now. Pasta coming back. Being lights out, you got the you got the guys in the second line doing work. No, you've got big boy Nick Ritchie himself fucking putting in the work. That dude's Nick got Ritchie about what, five goals in the last seven games. Nick Ritchie has five goals this season. Five assists. Mm-hmm. He's up there. He's tied with Pasternak. He's mm-hmm. fucking fourth. Come on, man. He's fourth. Nick Ritchie's like points. our second Marshawn for like Nick dirty Ritchie's, plays. He's playing great, man. No, he's a grinder. The huge last he's a name grinder. I can't His remember. plus minus isn't looking too good, but he's a grinder. What do you think about Charlie McAvoy, baby? He's Char- Charlie McAvoy is going to develop to probably be one of the I say great top ten defensemen. Man has ten assists this year. Ten assists. You gotta love Chuck. I was watching the game. It was on a three on three overtime, and he sauced it up the boards to Marshy, and Marshy scored it to win. It was and such a great him, pass. Got him the breakaway. It was a yeah. beautiful. Yeah, McAvoy is one of those defensemen that I feel like could play anywhere on the ice. I feel like he, if he needs to, he can step up, play wing. He's a he's one of the quicker players on the Bruins. He's, he's definitely fast, got. Man. He's got a hard shot. Granted, though, last season he put up, I think. Single digit goals, but he put up about I forget how many assists. It was like thirty, I think. He did. Yeah, he was putting up good assist numbers, at least high twenties, man. It was real impressive. You know, the one thing that kid does need to work on though is staying out the box. Got sixteen penalty minutes this year. He's gotta remain humble. I know that kid likes to play hard and I know he likes to get after it. He likes to prove the hustle, which I love to see as a Boston fan. But sixteen penalty minutes and fourteen games played you got to be out there for your team to be effective. Man. Yeah. I feel like next couple of years, he, he's young too. I think he's, what, 23? No, he's got to be older yeah. than that. Nah, Chuck, man. Chuck's 23. You're right. I was right? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, he, he'll he'll definitely develop to be top five defensemen in the league, my opinion. Top five defensemen? Ooh, I would say top. Top 10? I don't know. I think he's top 10 know. right now, to be honest with you. You think he's top 10 now? Ooh, that's a bold statement coming from yeah. OB, man. That's a bold statement. Do you agree with that, Kev? I wouldn't he's say top. right now, OB. He's only 23. He's got ways to go. Well, no, I'm not saying, like, legitimately. I'm saying, like, points-wise. Like, I feel like he could put up a lot more points. <sighs> you know, That's a hard question. You know, here's yeah. a stupid question. Actually, now we're on topic of questions. 2022 will have a, a new addition coming to the NHL. The Seattle Krakens. How I want everyone's Seattle opinion on that. Are they gonna be like Vegas, go to the Stanley Cup the first year and lose to? Well, I mean, I, don't, I, don't I really think... don't think we can take any um, opinions on that because we know their name and where they're from. We don't know anything about. We don't know anything about them. players. Though. We just have we to take a who... guess. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to... Vegas, that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing, man. And I they're still gross Seattle to this Kraken. day. They're insane. 
they're still a great team, but I think Seattle Kraken are going to need some development, man. I feel like the Vegas made the right moves. I think Seattle Kraken can do that if they make all the right plays, but they got to be really strategic, be really smart with how they move. I, but I feel like back my to the Bruins. No, come, go ahead. I feel like Nick, when they come into the league, I feel like they're not going to they're not gonna be like a top tier team. They're gonna be like a probably mid tier team, probably ending around maybe just under or five hundred. I feel like it's gonna take them a couple of years to develop with whoever comes out of that ex- team. Let me ask if you're an expansion team, do you wanna throw your first year and try and get you a star? Try and get you a franchise player to build your team around? Try and get you that big piece? Do you throw the first year? Or do you try and get the best assets you can, try and make a name for yourself, and try and become a good market and a good and develop a good fan base by being successful early, like the Vegas Knights did? Or do they approach the long haul and try and end up being a dynasty in the future? How do you think they should play this? I think they pursue it in a way where their first year, I say stick with whatever team they get, maybe make a couple trades here and there for maybe some vets. But I think what they should do, play the first season out, try to get maybe a top 10 lottery pick, pick like a young stud they can build around. Then I say when that free agency comes around, which I don't remember that class off the top of my head, I think it's got a few studs in there. Um, I say try to snag maybe one or two like solid stars that you can play on your first lines, like they're going to have so much cap going into that season. Pretty sure it's like uh, Sagan, Oliver, Oliver Ekman Larson is going to be out there. Uh, who else? Who else? I think Leon Drysaddle is going to be out there. Yeah, like if they can snag like a Drysaddle and maybe someone like a Larson player, I feel like that team would go up to be maybe like a above 500 team that could make the playoffs. I don't think they'll make a good run. I think they'll make the playoffs, maybe get out of the first round, beat someone like at the Avalanche or Blues. But I'm not sure. What do you think, Kev? What do you think, Kev? How do you think the Seattle Kraken approach this, man? I, I really don't know. You know, I feel like we can't make guesses until they actually start making moves. We don't know anything about them. I mean, depends on who they take. Did they name their head coach and all that stuff yet? I don't think they have yet. No, they probably they have. I yet. just haven't, haven't seen it. Yeah, you know. Then I really don't. I think I think Owen's right. I think you try and you try and go. I think this first year you try and develop, man. I don't think there's going to be any studs that you're really going to be looking at for teams to be giving up. In this expansion draft, I think you try and take the first year slow, and I think you try and make a big impact. Seattle's been waiting for another sports team since I got NBA taken away, and I think you need to make a huge splash. I think you need to make a home run swing. And speaking of home run swings, baseball has an official start. April 16th. Baby, Let's we are go. getting Finally, MLB. Man. I'm pumped. Well, you know, I'm if we're pumped. speaking about that, uh, Red Sox had their annual truck day the other day, which is the day that they take the truck down. How do we think the Red Sox are going to be this season? 
I think with Alex Cora coming back as our coach, there he's gonna, and the team that we're building now, bringing in studs that we brought in, like Kiki Hernandez, the pitcher from the Angels. No, we got that. We got the pitcher from the Yankees. The Skankies. I like I like that guy. I like my the elf. Man. I don't remember. I forget the outfielder we brought in too. We brought in Alex Gordon. That's the guy I was thinking. Yeah. Who you know we do like. Um, we also brought in Marwin Gonzalez, nice utility player. Geekin Hernandez, nice utility player. What do you guy think about training Benintendi for Franchi Cordero? It was interesting to say the least. I mean, bringing an outfielder in for another outfielder, and I believe we got another player for it. I don't remember who the hell it was. Or yeah, it's a player to be named. They haven't really decided. Um, I actually no, no, it was clearly, clearly. Sorry. Uh, I, Do you uh, think that was a good trade? Do you think Boston won that? I. I think I think we probably would have been I better off JBJ to be totally honest with you. No, I I think we well JBJ is a free agent, man. Next year, I think. Yeah. I don't know, man, but like, I I think they part ways with JBJ. I agree. And I I don't think that was I don't think that was a good trade. I mean, Andrew Benatendi has been a boss. His best season was his rookie year. Mm. I mean, ever since the rookie year, he hasn't gotten around 20 home runs. He had, He's a nice glove in the outfield. But just trade him for Franchi Cordero and Khalil Lee. Cordero's a nice <coughs> little power bat, but he, he brings a nice little pop, but he's nothing. He's not Andrew Benatendi, man. And Khalil Lee is... But what about players? It's just a blah trade. What about players like J.D. Martinez? J- Martinez? Xander Bogarts, Raphael Devers, when their contracts are up, do you think they'll stay around? Or do you think they're going to bounce? I don't think they're all going to bounce. If you had to pick one of them, who do you think out of those three would leave? Repeat. Um, I think Raphael would stay with us. Raphael Devers, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez. When the contracts are all up, do you think they'll stay? Or do you think maybe one of them will leave? I I think I'll see. I think I'll see them stay. I think. I mean, we have our core. I wish it was Mookie Betts to JD Martinez. I still <laughs> hate the Red Sox to this day for that. I would love to put my fist through. Oh my God, someone's face, everyone's face. Well, I mean, I can't. Mookie Betts trade hurts my soul, yeah. man. But you know, it is what it is. We're not changing it now. I guess with Mookie, it's just. I guess with they're just not making any big moves. I've been waiting for him to make a big move. I thought Trevor Power was a big move. I'm waiting for them to dump a little bit of money. I'm waiting for them to chase some pitching. They need some pitching, man. We need something bad. What do you guys think about we're the Trevor trade? It. The L.A. Like it wasn't where... a trade. He signed there. He signed Fuck. there. Man. Trevor Bauer, L.A. Dodgers. He's going man. home. He went home. Tra- L.A. Dodgers, repeat. Fucking line. Piece repeat. of paper. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back, says the Dodgers. Dodgers ain't running it back. I don't I, think so. Who you think beats the Dodgers? You think the Padres? I do love me some Padres. The Padres are your Darvish now on that squad. I think the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, clearly. 
You Dyer's Blake Trinan, bro. Some absolute monsters on that Padres squad. I think I would love to see the Padres against the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. I think the Padres are going to make a decent round. Dodgers. What about the Mets? The Mets have been that team that have been up there for the last few years. What about them? The Mets, under new ownership, they made some big signings this offseason. I do think you got to watch out for them. I think they're absolute monsters. What about the Yankees, man? Uh, Yankees, 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 New York. New I feel York. like this is going to be being off here for them. I still think they're going to do good, a decent amount of wins. I just see it being like an off year. I don't. I don't see him making it far in the playoffs. I can see him making it second round and then maybe in losing in like a game six, game seven. But I don't I don't see him making them far this year. Yeah. I guess uh, same topic, I guess same we'll stay in the same division for a minute. I'm gonna go back to the Red Sox. What do you guys think about their maybe playoff run? how they're gonna do this year? Do you think they're gonna be still shitty? Do you think they're gonna make playoffs? Are they gonna stay at a five hundred team? What do you think? I love Alex Cora back at the head, man. What do y'all think? I couldn't agree more with it, but I feel like a lot of people in um, that aren't in Boston are just going to think that they're cheating. It, it's like the Patriots as well, like Deflategate and all that stuff. But like, I feel like Alex Cora took his punishment like a man in the Red Sox shit the bed. <laughs> I feel like our score is definitely going to generate a lot more wins, bring a lot more strategy to the team. Maybe with, with Cora, the uh, 2018? Yes, I remember. He, yes. he brought so much to that team where he had, like, strategies, playbooks for all all these guys on on par to where it was basically looked like routine practice for him. I think that team. I think the Red Sox this year are going to make a mix of the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make a playoff run, like a deep run. If they do, I'll be happy. Make but... a deep playoff run, but I can definitely see the Red Sox being in the playoffs. Do they ever agree on do how you... many games are going to be playing this season for the MLB? Um, it's like 115. I think they said. Sure. Let me look at. Let me look into it. If it's like 115, I can see the Red Sox winning. Anywhere from 62 to maybe 70 games. Actually. 60. They're playing 162. Huh? They're playing 162. Oh, they're playing 162? Hmm. Well, that changed my number then. I mean, hey, one more thing I want to touch up on before we go. Start wrapping it up. I want to touch on the MLB odds. They're looking great. I want to touch up on the team that we talked about earlier, New York Mets, Francisco Lindor, real quick. Carlos Carrasco, are they real deal this year? Are they up there with the Padres and the Yankees and the Dodgers? You think they got a chance after making these big moves under Steve Cohen? Probably not. I Probably not, man. I disagree with that. I think they're going to probably be... The Mets, they're like that team that'll be like the four seed, but show everyone up. Like how, who was it last year that kicked the Yankees' ass first round? I forget who. I forget who it was, but I think the Mets are gonna make a deep, good ass run this year. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make it to not the World Series, the conference. I think they're gonna make it to the conference finals. 
and then probably lose to either the Padres or Dodgers. Yeah, I got. I want to see if the Padres make it to the World Series. Machado win win himself one. The Yankees, the Yankees beat the the um, the Indians last year, but they lost to the Rays. Man, Tampa Bay Rays are an underrated team. I think, my opinion. I don't know if the Tampa Bay Rays are gonna do. No, I don't think they could have. I don't think. Pulled Balake too early. Pulled Balake too did. early, man. And they're not running that same team back. They're running a different team. All right, man. It's getting late. We have 150 o'clock. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. 150 o'clock. It's 150. Is it a.m. or p.m., man? It's <laughs> uh, a.m., brother. Okay. You know that. Ah, whatever. I want to stick around here and make y'all lose more brain cells. <laughs> you stuck around this long. Dear God. Holy shit. You must Holy be retarded. <laughs> Your brain, you must have fallen asleep, and this was just on autoplay, man. Thank you all for listening. You are one, we, you are one dumb bastard, and I appreciate you so much if you actually listened to anything we said. We will be back. We'll be back again with more retarded shit. We'll return with more bad opinions. Don't worry. We'll return with more bad opinions <laughs> and half-assed stats.